wanted our everyone to be a part of this, and so that's why you heard our elementary kids service isn't happening, uh, because we want everyone to be part of this and see this here together. And I know a number of you may be here for a number of different reasons. You may be here because this is your church, and it's Water Baptism Sunday, and you wouldn't miss that, right? Uh, you might be here because you've got family or friends being baptized, and, and you want to celebrate with them. Or maybe, maybe you're here, and you have someone you know is being baptized, and you just figured, well, I suppose I might ought to come and, and see that because that's the right thing to do, right? Hey, if that's you, we're glad you're here. Uh, or maybe this is your first time here, your first time back in a, in a long time, or Maybe you walk through the doors and you have absolutely no idea you're here and, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. Well, we are glad that you are here today. You came on a good day. And, and that being said, the truth, there may be a number of different understandings about uh, water baptism and, and why we do it and why we, why we do it uh, this way. One of the reasons we do it this way in here is because, well, sometimes we're in South Dakota and uh, this makes it so we can do a water baptism service whenever we want to do it, right? Uh, but why are we doing it? What is water baptism? So I want to answer that question for you. And uh, Pastor said it earlier, but water baptism is a public declaration of faith. You're going to see people come in here, and, and they're going to get into this tank, and they're going to go under the water, and they're going to come up out of the water. And in doing so, what they're saying, they're declaring that they believe in who Jesus is. They believe in what Jesus has done. Why in the world would I be crying now? That's good. And they said, I'm going to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. I'm probably going to cry again because today's an exciting day. Water baptism, when people do this, uh, they're getting in this tank. Uh, we're not washing anybody's sins away in this tank, okay? That's not what this is about. Uh, we're not, no one's uh, getting purified by being in this tank. Nobody is, um, uh, simply by getting in this tank, nobody is getting saved. And now because they got in that tank, now they can go to heaven. No, this is a declaration that someone is saying, I have heard the gospel and I have decided to follow Jesus. My sins are are forgiven. I am looking forward to an eternal uh, life with my creator. And today, I want to show you that the old me is gone. The old me who did what I want, when I want, who lived for myself, and maybe even thought I was a good person, but I was living apart from God. That me is gone. When I come up out of the water, I'm representing the new me who is here to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's a good day, isn't it? The other question is, why do we do it? Why do we do water baptism? Uh, well, it's not something that we made up here. I assure you that. It's not something that the, uh, the fellowship of the Assemblies of God made up and said, hey, this would be a really good idea. Uh, that's not why. Uh, the truth is, uh, Jesus did it. That Jesus himself was baptized, and Jesus taught his followers to be baptized. And I don't want you to think I'm making it up. So uh, in the book of Mark, if you have your Bible, you can turn there. Otherwise, it'll be on the screen in a moment. Um, Jesus teaches in the book of Mark chapter 16. Well, this is where he taught us uh, to do this. And one of the times, and uh, Jesus had died on the cross. He had risen from the dead, and then there was this uh, short period of time before he arose from this earth where he taught. And one of the things he taught his followers in the book of Mark chapter 16, verse 15, we can read some of his final instructions. He said to his followers, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. To preach the gospel, the good news of who he is and why he came. And Paul uh, made it pretty clear and simple in the book of, uh, of, of 1 Timothy. 
chapter 1, verse 15, uh, Paul said, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That's why Jesus came. He came to save sinners. Each and every one of us has sinned. He came to save us from that sin. But the gospel, uh, it, it, it's bigger than that to understand why that even had to happen in the first place. And so to understand that, we literally have to go back to the beginning, right? To the beginning to understand that there is but one God. There is and always only has been and always only ever will be, I think that made sense, one true God. And that one true God created the heavens and the earth, the world that we live upon. He created that intentionally, on purpose, because he wanted to. That one true God created people intentionally, on purpose, and because he wanted to. That's my greatest, someone asked, well, why would God create people? I've heard that question asked before, your kids asked that, and I think the greatest answer is because God wanted to. Because God wanted us to be here. And God desired a relationship with his creation. That's why he made people his most special creation of all. In fact, he desired a relationship. In order to have a relationship, you need to have love. And in order to have love, you have to have choice. And so God, desiring love, gave people a choice, right? Hey, okay, I don't know if he said it that way. But hey, you can, you can love, trust, and obey me or not. The choice is yours. I'm not going to force you to. Otherwise, there's no relationship. Otherwise, there's no love. And as we know, Adam and Eve, uh, and if you don't know the story, now you do, uh, Adam and Eve, uh, first people, well, they chose the latter of the two. They said, you know what? I'm going to trust my own judgment better than I'm going to trust the creator of the universe. And sin entered the world, right? And for the first time, there was sin. And that had continued on and on and on of people who have turned their back and God has said, you know what? Whether intentionally or unintentionally, I think I know better. That's why we look around at the world that we see today, you have to understand that's not the way God intended things to be. There are consequences for sin. And God actually laid that out in the very beginning as well and said, yeah, the choice is yours, but understand there's consequences. The greatest of which, death, the eternal separation from our creator. It's the consequences. Only a just God would have consequences. It's the only thing that makes sense. There had to be. And that punishment is something that, well, we can't make ourselves right. Like, we can't suffer enough to all of a sudden become right to do away with the things that we have done that separate us from God. And so in the beginning, God also had a plan. And he said, yes, there are consequences. Knowing that people would make the decisions they would make, God had a plan to send someone to make things right. And God did that when he sent Jesus. And we can read about this in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved, for God so loved the world both then and now and into the future. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus was that someone who he planned to send that someone who had not sinned, who could come and pay the price, not of his sin, but of, uh, to take the punishment of our sin. And he did die. Historical fact, he did die. He did rise from the dead, proving that he was who he said he was. He was the son of God, and he did what he came to do to take the punishment for the sins of the world, both then and now and moving forward. That if we would believe in him, not put ourselves on a cross, not try to make ourselves better because we can't. It's, it's, it's pointless. We cannot do that. But simply to believe in him, 
and who he is, that he is Jesus. He is the son of God and what he did. He did die. He did rise, proving that he was who he said he was and he did what he came to do. If we would believe, we would not perish but have eternal life. Our sins would be forgiven. God would see you as someone who has sinned, but he would see you as some as though you have never sinned. Yes, we have sinned, but he literally sees you. It's so hard to wrap my mind around that concept that how, with what I've done in my life, how I've intentionally and, in, uh, and unintentionally turned my back on you, God, how could you see me as perfect because of what Jesus did? And he offers hope of eternal life with him. And as people are getting baptized today, that's why it's a good day. People are saying, yes, I've heard that truth. That's the gospel. And I've said, I believe I'm going to follow you. And everyone here today in this building and online, and hey, because the video is saved, moving forward, telling your kids about it, telling grandkids about it, I've decided to follow Jesus. They said, as Paul says in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9, this is what they have done. It says, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Understand when we read that, it, it, it's believing uh, not just that some man rose from the dead, but it's believing that Jesus was who he said he was. He was the son of God who did literally die. He was dead, not breathing. And then three days later, he rose from the dead saying, yes, he was the son of God. He did pay for my sins. You will be saved. Today, people getting in this tank are saying, Jesus, you are Lord. You are in charge. You have forgiven me, and I'm going to follow you for the rest of my life. And they're getting in this tank, and they're being baptized because it's what Jesus said to do. Moving forward from what we read earlier, Mark chapter 16, verse 16, it, uh, Jesus continues, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Now, again, I said earlier, someone getting in this tank, this is not salvation happening in this moment here. Uh, but it's a, it was so often assumed that if somebody believed, they would be baptized, okay? It either happened right away, uh, as we'll see in just a moment, or shortly thereafter. So the assumption is just that if you believe, you would be baptized. Not that baptism is that other piece of, of getting saved. That's not the way it is. And we know that Jesus literally meant to be baptized because, number one, he did it, and I suppose that's a pretty good reason, or that's a pretty good uh, uh, person to follow. But number two, Jesus' followers continued this practice, his earliest followers, even after he had risen from uh, this earth. So even after Jesus was seated in heaven, his followers continued to do this. And, and four real short stories, Acts chapter 2, uh, a man named Peter. Peter's preaching in front of, the, of a, a large group of people. He's sharing the gospel. He used different words than what I used earlier, but he was sharing the gospel, the same truth of what I shared earlier. And that day, 3,000 people believed, and what did they do? They baptized him. And later, again, this is all the very beginning of the church, uh, Acts chapter 8, uh, and, um, uh, Philip, sorry, got lost in the, the P's of Peter, and now Philip. Long story short, Philip takes a hike, encounters an Ethiopian man uh, who's trying to figure out scripture, what is going on, and Philip has a chance to share the gospel with him. The man believes, and he looks over and says, well, hey, 
Again, this is the assumption. This is what happened. There's water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? So Philip takes him down, and they baptize him right away. Acts chapter 10, another beginning of the church. Again, Peter, he's at a house of a man named Cornelius this time with his family, and he gets to share the gospel with them. He and his family believe, and what do they do? They baptize him. It was assumed that this would happen. And later, Acts chapter 16, just one more, Paul and Silas. And Paul and Silas are in prison because they've shared the gospel, right? And here's the thing. Uh, you, you know, we're going to go through a lot of circumstances in life. Uh, don't get so focused on our circumstances. Don't get so focused on uh, the, the, the things that are happening around us and, and just what's happening to us that we miss that God can put us in, in, in crazy places and crazy circumstances to change the eternal future of somebody else around us, right? And Paul and Silas, they're uh, it's a a miracle happens. They're, they're freed from jail, and yet they encounter one of the guys working in the jail. And he's about to kill himself, of all things. And yet Paul and Silas, men who know the truth, are standing there. They share the gospel with the man. He, his family, believe. And what do they do? They're baptized. Amazing, amazing things happening. When, so Jesus was pretty clear. And, and, and we understand by how the, the, the early church did things, Jesus really meant to do this. As Christians, to go and preach the gospel, preach the truth. There is but one God, and he has saved us. Believe in him. And when people believe, what should we do? Be baptized. Literally, go down to the water and go under the water and out of the water, proving that the old, or showing that the old is gone and the new has come. And today, we get to celebrate that. Today, you get to hear stories of people that you may not even know yet, or you may not know their whole story, and you're going to get to see who they were, and you get to see who they are today because of what Jesus has done for them. And in fact, we have a few people scheduled to be baptized today, uh, but that doesn't mean that they're the only ones who can get baptized today. You might be in this place and maybe you believed a long time ago or maybe uh, just a little bit ago, maybe just a, a moment ago when you heard the gospel and you say, today, I get it, okay? Maybe you're one of those persons, you haven't been baptized Maybe you believed and, and, and you just never been baptized. Today's the day. You, you wouldn't be the first person to come in here dry and leave wet, and no one's going to look at you funny. I assure you this. No one's going to look at you funny, but they're definitely going to be smiling because they're excited for you. Or maybe you just put your faith in Jesus today, or in the next few moments, as you hear the stories of the people today, you say, yes, I get it. That's the decision I want to make. Jesus, you are Lord of my life. Forgive me. I'm going to follow you for the rest of my life. Again, you wouldn't be the first person to come in here dry and walk out wet. There's going to be a lot of people smiling at you as you walk by, but it's because they are excited for you, and they're excited of the hope of an eternal future that you have together with them. That's what we get to celebrate today. So Pastor Brad, uh, he's going to be the last person uh, baptizing somebody today, and he's going to say, is there anybody else? And that's the time. But today... Church, are you ready to celebrate? Yeah. And it's a good day to make some noise in the church. Uh, when people come up out of the water, it, it better not be silent or we don't get what's happening up here, right? And first up today, we've got a young man named Brian. And I'm excited for Brian to come on. If you, again, if you don't know Brian, you want to get to know Brian. And here you're going to get to hear just a little bit of his story. So go ahead and check out Brian's story. My name is Brian Mejia Guzman, and um, I first encountered Jesus around one to two years ago, and 
uh, I heard a lot of people like talking good things about him. I didn't necessarily understand much. I only understood parts and bits of what my parents told me. And then I started hearing other people talking about him too. And about how happy they lived their life and how peaceful it was. But that even though times get rough, that he can help them through the rough times. And I, I wasn't in a very good position there. Uh, I was suffering from depression and uh, I got upset really easily. And uh, uh, um, I wanted to experience what it was gonna be like. And uh, so um, one of my fr uh, our, my parents' friends invited me here to FA to learn to a youth group to learn a little bit more about him. And uh, I met a couple of people here, and they all treated me like very nicely. They were all very welcoming, so I knew it was probably a good idea to stay. Um, even though I was really scared at first, um, I I want to feel how other people say they feel. They they have peace in their life, and they and they know they can rely and trust in Jesus. first night you were a little timid you're a little scared not sure not not sure what was going on there um, but I also vividly remember the night that you raised your hand and I got to pray with you um, to accept Jesus Christ and I believe that peace of God ha has come into your life and he's made you a new man and uh, I'm so excited and thankful for what God's done in your life so why don't you cross your arms there Brian now upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Oh, isn't this exciting? Uh, next up, uh, you can turn towards the screen, is Kia Wen. Hi, my name is Kia, and I accepted Christ when I was age 15. I want to get baptized to set a better example for myself, my kids, and my family. Kia, upon your profession of faith in Christ, I want to baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Plug your nose. <laughs> Next we have Michael, Michael Neal. Watch his testimony, please. My name is Michael Neal. I've been going to this church for a couple months now with my wife Kayla, both of our boys, Michael. Lucas, um, started going to church, started looking for a church because I had hit some pretty hard times in life, uh, a lot of physical, medical issues that made a lot of problems for me and started to come too much. And recently I found myself in a position where I was completely isolated, uh, 
had nothing, and I was really, really at the bottom. Um, I really had no other options. I thought that things were the worst they could get. I asked for help and received it pretty quickly. <coughs> Relief. Um, God was there when nobody else could be. It meant a lot to me to realize that even though I hadn't been as faithful as I should have been, that he was still there for me and was willing to give me as many chances as I needed to come back. After that, I decided that I wanted to bring my family to church and I wanted to be better about it than I had been in the past. And I've received a lot of clarity, a lot of relief because of that. It's helped me through quite a bit, especially the last few months, uh, realizing how big of a mistake that it was wanting to make it right. So I decided to get baptized. I wanted to be a good example for my wife and my children. Show them the seriousness and that it's important to have God, church, in your life, not to make the same mistakes that I did. Amen. Michael, we are so grateful to God for all he's done in your life just these last couple of months. So upon your profession of faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Next person is Nola Mezawat. Hello, my name is Nola Mezawat, and I am happy to be here today. I would like to tell you some of my story. I was raised with my aunt who loved the Lord, and I learned about Jesus when we went to church every week. Things changed when I went to live with my mom. I started to enjoy the things of this earth and spend a lot of time with not so good friends. I got so bad one day that one day I wanted to give up on life. I headed into the forest with a rope. As I was fixing the rope, I started praying and asked God to help me because I didn't know what to do to please forgive me. That was the only thing that was coming to my mind. When I finished the prayer and looked at the rope, it looked like a snake. I dropped it and ran out of the forest. I ran, I ran home and sat down and began to ask God why I went through so many trials and temptations. I decided to come to the United States from my country of Palau. I came to Aberdeen because my brother Arnold was here. I got involved with a Bible study and prayer that helped me grow in Jesus. I am thankful to God for loving me and giving me another chance. I want to serve him every day. 
Today I am being baptized to obey God's command and tell what he has done for me. I am a new person because of Jesus. Amen. Well, Noah, we are again so grateful for what God has done in your life. Upon your profession of faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Pastor Ryan said earlier, if there's somebody here today who wants to get baptized, we, we would love to help you do that today. Is there anybody? Just come on up. this great come on glory to God glory to God what a, what a joy I, I don't know I don't know about you but I, I think I think my face got a little bit wet up here and it wasn't from this water as I'm hearing these testimonies of what God has done you know there were several others who were going to be baptized and because of sickness or because of unexpected uh, need for travel they could not but I, I mention that to say that there's going to be another opportunity, um, another opportunity in the future for those who, uh, who would like to, to uh, prepare and be baptized, perhaps invite family members of yours. Some of you who are joining us online, and you've, you, this, this resonated with you today because you believe but you've not been baptized. We want to make that possible. And so when that comes again, we want you to say, yes, I'm going to follow Jesus' command and I encourage you also, the four persons who were baptized today are now changing and getting dried off, and you'll see them here at the end of the service in the foyer or around the building. Would you please congratulate them and thank them and just rejoice with them over what God is doing in their lives. And, you know, this isn't like, you know, check the box, I'm, I've done it. Uh, uh, you know, it, it. It's just the next step. In, 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 in some cases, it's the very first step after believing but it's, it's, it's just the next step. There are other great things that God is going to do in these lives and in yours. Praise the Lord. Well, glory to God for what he's doing in people's lives. I don't want to preach. Pastor Ryan did a really good job of that. But um, I have to say this, that, you know, this message of Jesus Christ, our, how many here would agree with me that this world is a mess? Come on, it's a mess. It's because sin is just destroying people. And the effects of sin are just, just wreaking havoc all over. We're seeing that in our world. We're seeing that in our society. But the great news is that we have the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what makes me excited. That's why I don't give up. That's why I don't despair. That's why I don't just, you know, throw up my hands and surrender and quit. Because we have Jesus and he makes a difference. Glory to God. And so we have this message on our lips, in our hearts, and I encourage you to take it to those people this week who don't know him. So that, you know, 
in the weeks and months to come, we're going to see them baptized. As I shared at the beginning, this is an answer to prayer on many people's parts. They've been praying for these people for a long time. You've been praying for people, and we're, by faith, we're believing some of the people you've been praying for or will be praying for going forward will be here or baptized somewhere else, but serving Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, we're about to close. I have, I, I want to make uh, one more announcement, and that is, as we shared again, several weeks ago and again earlier this morning, Pastor uh, Brad and Michelle Kingswriter are going to be transitioning. They have served for these 21 years uh, in an associate role as Connections Pastor. So I don't know, probably five weeks, six weeks ago, when uh, he shared that with me, we immediately, of course, began praying, Lord, who will we have to uh, fill that role? Just ahead of time, uh, 21 years ago, it took and the Lord a year to find that person, and to and the Lord directed the King's writers to us. Well, we've been praying for these last number of weeks, and and it's a real honor and delight to announce this morning that. Uh, uh, Pastor Ben Snyder is going to uh, assume that role. He's going to be our Connections Pastor, which means that for the past 10 years, Pastor Ben and Angie Snyder have been serving as our youth pastors, and so they're going to continue to do that until, until there is uh, a, a person in place to oversee that ministry. And so I know that's a big transition for many of you as families. You have children, or maybe you are in the youth group, that's, that is going to be transitioning, but we're excited about the direction of the Lord. And so in the coming weeks, they will be taking on more of those responsibilities and continuing to serve our youth until, until we have uh, a, a, a person serving there. So with that, as I shared five or six weeks ago, I ask you to be praying with us who would fill the role that the King's Riders are moving out of uh, and now I'm asking that you will please be praying with us about who will serve as our next youth pastor. And so please be praying with us on that. I wanted to share that. Really, the, uh, it's an important announcement, but I, uh, above all else, more important than even those transitions is what God is doing in people's lives through all of us. And so thank you for that. Would you stand with me, please? And once again, uh, we want you, and we'll, we'll have a, a formal transition here in a couple of weeks. We'll be praying over the King's Riders as they go out and over the Snyders as they come in. And in subsequent weeks to that, praying over those persons who will be serving in that new role. But we wanted to make you aware of that. We, we, uh, we want you to be a part of this process as well in prayer. Let's close in prayer and again make sure that you greet the people that were baptized, their families. We're so glad that you are here today and we're excited about what God is doing. Let's pray. Jesus, we have gathered in your name in this place and we're leaving this place in your name. For Lord, it is in your name that we sang about, that we declared, that people gave testimony to. It is in your name alone that we have salvation. You are the good news for the world today. Jesus is still the answer for the world today. And we thank you that we are privileged to take your message by whatever means possible to a world who's desperate without you. So Lord, may we see in coming weeks and months prior to your return, maybe years, 
years, maybe decades, we don't know. But Lord, until we see you face to face, may we see others transformed, families transformed, minds and bodies transformed because of the power of Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, I ask your blessing upon all these as we make our way out of this building into the harvest field to do what you've called us to do. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in the presence and in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ.